Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. special show today not only yeah. are we previewing the Bengals season and what i'm calling the season preview but we have the greatest Bengals personality analyst a smartest Bengal fan no one knows how he became a Bengals fan why he became but we're very fortunate that he did has a very a strong presence on twitter of course he is in semi-retirement but he honored us by coming back for this show i'm talking about Yeah. The great Joe. Joe. Goodberry. Goodberry. And Joe, of course, is going to talk to us about all the fun stuff that's been happening around the team recently, all the moves, all the showings in the preseason. Well, if I may tell you, the reason I'm excited to have Joe is because he's going to also tell us about the not fun stuff. This is a man who tells it yeah. as it is, who calls a spade a spade or whatever. And yeah. we need more of that on that show. There's been a little bit too much what I call Houdaism on this show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. But there's a lot of fun news that's been coming out to just today. I mean, first of all, the Bengals, they bought some tigers. I don't know if you saw the plastic tigers. Yeah, you can't buy animals. No, no, they put plastic Bengal tigers by the tunnel when the players enter. And... I mean, they really went crazy. I think those must have cost anywhere from $50 to $75. And I don't know where they're getting this kind of money, but it's just so much. It's, I love that they're investing in the team. They moved on from Billy Price just today. They traded him for BJ Hill, a defensive lineman. We're going to talk to Joe about that. And the last bit of news I want to bring up is that Mike Brown has stepped down. That's right. Mike Brown has stepped down as for some committee i don't know what it is but i just wanted to get your attention by saying he stepped down okay wait from what uh, john what is it exactly Did he, like step down from a stair no mike, brown, mike brown stepped down was the name of like my fantasy team from like 10 years ago when i was a little kid but he stepped down from the owners committee that negotiates yeah. with the nfl players association he held that uh, position for three decades and he's been replaced by another owner michael bidwell for the cardinals wow right so so kudos to john for knowing that yeah And anti-kudos to you, Daddy, for making that sound like big news when it was very small news. Yeah, but if, if you look right now, we have probably three or four people watching because of the way I phrased that. Okay. So with that, I want to bring on the great oh, yeah. Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, Joe Goodberry. See oh. what I did there? Yeah, I almost got them again. Yeah, yeah. Joe Goodberry. Welcome That's to the show. Joe Burrow. Hey, Joe. Hey. It's been a few years. So has it has not been a few. Years. No, it hasn't we been a few. Years. It's been it's been about seven months, Joe. It's I will tell you, it's hard that we only have two minutes to talk about how great you are, and fifteen of them have already passed. So, first question: How are you? 
I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're great. We're good. So, so how is retirement treating you? Are you? I know. I saw you went to some beach. I, I saw that you were just relaxing on the sand with your family. I mean, that is great. And and you're lots of I, beaches around here. So uh, you know, I'm hitting them up all the time. No. Uh, okay. It's good. I, I'm doing what I always do. I, I'm still watching the game, still analyzing them. I just don't okay. have to do it. So I kind of sometimes I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do it till Thursday. And uh, as John knows, in the in the semi media department of that you kind of have to watch it right away or quickly and sometimes you don't want to so that's where i'm at and you're still immersed in the marvel cinematic universe oh of course it's been a good uh 2021 for them i think and it has been yeah i wish the Bengals would do as well as marvel and disney would be set so that i mean that is amazing if he's in retirement and he does far more research than me and hoji he actually watches the games well you can't read that really hurts your researching skills i mean yeah yeah but okay so the great job uh goodberry i almost said it again but uh so if you guys don't know he he was uh, writing for the athletic he was putting out five podcasts a day and wow. that podcast yeah it took off and it is now the top podcast but we joe i don't know if you know our show has been renamed the number one bengals podcast we put we only right. do one podcast a week it gets anywhere between 15 and 25 downloads a week yeah and so most so, of them from family and friends yeah and that's how yeah. you know they love us and we have multiple devices we use our, our own multiple devices uh, and to get to the 20s but okay next topic joe burrow is back joe um now the the title Robo that, QB, Robo QB. Well, it's interesting because RoboCop actually the 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 trauma the 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 injuries that he suffered were not as bad as what Joe Burrow went through because uh, Joe Burrow, like you know those guitars behind Hoji, if you want to break one of those in half, how dare you? Well, that how is dare what, those words leave your lips? He Mick tore, Jagger has kissed some of these guitars. He tore about eight ligaments in his knee. And then we saw him have that robotic brace on his knee, Mr. Goodberry. And he didn't look comfortable walking. Or, or, uh, and then he only played one a snap a year after, or threw, he only threw one ball a year after throwing like 40, 50 passes a year. What do you think? Is he actually healthy? I mean, we all hope so, but there's really no way to know. I, I bet he probably doesn't even know if he's not. Even if he says he's 95%, 99%, 100%, whatever that may be, whatever that arbitrary number is, I'm sure he wants to get hit. And I'm sure we would like to see him get hit. I mean, we don't, but it's going to happen. So I think we kind of are waiting for that. I mean, he's going to get hit in the leg. He's going to get. He's going to run. He's going to get smashed. And I think we're all going to hold our collective breaths until he does and gets up. And we're going to say, okay, and maybe it'll take 15 or 20 or 30 hits before we all feel comfortable. And I don't know what it'll take for him, but I don't know. I wish they would have left him out there a little bit. I wish, because even they said three snaps and they're pulling him out. So even if they would have got a first down, they're going to pull him out. That seems like they kind of just put him out there for the fans. And uh, yeah, I guess that worries me a little bit, but what's the worth, right? What are you, what's the risk there? losing an entire season and maybe killing his entire career for a preseason game. All right, fine. Maybe he shouldn't have played at all. Well, I, I would say it was for the fans, but then they come out with these tigers. Did you see these plastic tigers, Joe? I did. They were, they so, were cool. So, I mean, when you have that, I don't think you need to put on a show for the fans anymore. They, those were incredible. But it's quite, quite a spectacle. Wait, I want to go back to uh, yeah. Dr. Goodberry's uh, points that he made here. 
Joe, I like you because you call them as you see them. Okay. I want to put a proposal out there for you. It's a little bit crazy. But why do the Bengals need to be playing Joe Burrow for full games in the first half of the season anyways? Long term, you keep your QB. You use your second, you know, you use a second draft pick to get a better backup quarterback. And you go light on the Burrow, right? Just like light on the male, light on the Burrow. Your thoughts? Zach Taylor can't afford to do that. I mean, why? The, they, he would be fired. I, it would have to be an an organizational decision from the top down. And even then, they're not going to win games with Brandon Allen. I mean, it, it really comes down to you're as good as your quarterback. And we see this throughout the league. And we need Joe Burrow to be good. We need him to be healthy. I have to assume because he's getting almost all of the first team reps. And they say he's on pace to play week one, that they feel he's at least healthy enough to play. And if he is, then he's your best quarterback. And year two for the quarterback, you should be competing for the playoffs. I mean, we should not be talking. If anyone mentions five wins, six wins, even seven wins, just log off right now. Don't even – we should be talking eight, nine, ten, eleven because it's year two for your quarterback, and that's the timetable. And if they're behind it – I mean, you look at the history. Go back the last six drafts. I just did this recently. Look at the quarterbacks that did not hit 500, eight and eight in year two. The, really the only good one, and I guess we're on a Bengals podca- podcast, we can debate how good he actually is, is Baker Mayfield. Everyone else you aren't worth anything, or they were traded, or they are released quickly after. And year three, year four, they were not franchise quarterbacks. Even guys that Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, guys that weren't ultimately franchise quarterbacks, at least went nine and seven that second year. You have to win. That's the timetable. You should but be you- putting the places around Burrow for the last two off seasons. But so are you should t- be ready to win. But are you taking the injury into play there? I mean, these guys you were mentioned, did they suffer as big of an injury as Joe Burrow? Any of them? None of them really did. I mean, RG3 is the only comparable, and we know how that ended up after that. And, you know, they quickly was replaced by Kirk Cousins. He was never the same guy. I mean, if, if Burrow's not the same guy, then we've got a bigger issue anyways. Uh, otherwise, it was Deshaun Watson who had an ACL injury All right. to end his year. The next year, they go 11-5, and five, they make the playoffs, and Watson's great. That's right. That's that's what we should be shooting for. Okay, you mentioned Baker Mayfield as the outlier, though, but are we that sure that Zach Taylor is that much better of a coach than Freddie Kitchens? I know. I know. That could be the situation, right? Where year two, we're like, yeah, maybe, you know, they only get six wins, Zach Taylor's fired, and hope they get their Kevin Stefanski. Well, I want to talk about Zach. Let me just stay on this for just one second. Let me go back to the good Barry on one second, because I want him to finish his thought a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's say we go your way. Let's say Joe Burrow plays the full the full way. There's still a chance that the Neil act up. Don't you think we need a better backup QB? And we could get one. We could get your Gardner Minshew or whatever that guy's name is. Right? Well, we we, just... he was just traded for a sixth conditional sixth rounder. I mean, how how why didn't the Bengals? I mean, with such a unstable. Yeah, I don't know why they're not. I don't know why they're so comfortable with Brandon Allen and Kyle Schumer. I, I saw Schumer play, and I just. I don't get it. I don't get what they have planned with a, with a not well QB. You need something are back there, there. Are there any backup QBs they should be considering, Joe? Reed Sennett. Nick Foles. Oh, gosh. This Nick is why Foles. we invite you on the show. Is he cut? I mean, Nick, Was he cut yet or no? I don't know if he was cut yet, but they were trying to trade him last minute. Yeah. And so, yeah. oh, you yes. know, I, that's part of the equation, right? If Burrow is only 85% healthy, that's 85% still way better than Brandon Allen. But maybe it's not better than a Nick Foles or, or arguable if Nick Foles is playing well. Yeah. So I, I I could see that point, but because of the situation, I mean, you wouldn't bring Nick Folger in right now and start on week one on 11 days of, 
of practice time. That's not, I don't even know. We shouldn't even be entertaining this. It's no, 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 we should be. We should be. And I'll tell you what, Joe, you have just given that you the headline for the article that's going to accompany this podcast, which is Joe Goodberry says Bengals should bring in Nick Foles. That's right. Right. Thank you for that. No problem. Uh, Okay, so let's move on to new free agents and draft picks. Here comes the fun. Look, the Bengals went out there. They redid their secondary. They went out in the draft. And they, they I want to say they, they took the best players available, I guess. I mean, look, Jamar Chase, everybody knows he was the best player available. Hmm. And then you have Carmen Jackson, who they really believed in. And he seems to be growing pretty, pretty quickly. So... Yeah, so what, what do you think overall of the free agent draft pick combination? How excited are you, Joe? Mildly to, you know, hopeful, I guess. Uh, when you see what the Chargers did on the offensive line in terms of free agency and then attacking it in the draft, I think that'll make you envious because that's what you want. I mean, they're like, we got to protect Herbert. We have to do it. And they went out and spent massive money, brought in, I think it was three free agents, and then first-round pick on a guy. That's a complete overall. As we sit here today, we really have – what one new starter in Riley Reef on a one-year deal? Hopefully, Jackson Carmen in two or three, four weeks, whatever it may take, uh, is the right guard, and we, we were hopeful about that and, and that progression and how he develops in his rookie year. That would be great. But at the same time, I, I think this offensive line is going to have issues on the interior. We're talking about Trey Hopkins coming off his second major knee injury, and he had injuries in college too. So you got to wonder how he's going to hold up as he gets to the upper age there. And Quentin Spain hasn't looked right to me. I think he looks a little stiff, a little slow this this uh, preseason. Still probably the best left guard they have, but probably because they don't have anybody else. And then Xavier Suofilo, I assume, is going to start at right guard. And I, that's probably on a short leash well, until one of these other guys replace him. Well, we'll get to the O-line, but who excites you from the, the, the new Oh, you want the exciting part, right? Yeah. Ratings. Remember the ratings. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, well, where did they upgrade in terms of free agency? I'm not sure they upgraded at corner from Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton, come on. Okay, you're actually you're right. I will agree with that. Mike Hilton was an upgrade. I'll take Mike Hilton any day of the week. Um, yeah. I'll take Trey Hendrickson any day. I'll take Shadobi Awuzie any day. But it's yeah. a, almost a one for one at best if you if those guys pan out. Well, Carl Lawson's out for the season. You, you, you they saw that, that coming, obviously. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure, you know right. who excited right. me from the from the Dolphins game? Who really excited me? What was his name? The 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 receiver with third. It was the. Uh, the third uh, quarter and he catches this pass it was a it was a deflected pass and it was a Tyler oh. what's his last name so did a T Taylor Tyler and then it was like he fights for the ball it's a preseason game he fights for the ball John do you remember who this was Trent Taylor oh my gosh I love that kid I am going to be watching that kid yeah he'll uh, probably make the team as the backup slot guy I'd assume uh, I yeah. would, would, speaking of Joseph Osai that would have been the one I was super excited about obviously I'm excited about Jamar Chase I think that's an upgrade over how bad AJ Green was last year now we got to get Chase on track but man I thought Osai was going to give him that other athletic edge opposite of Trey Hendrickson and yeah. now it quickly turns into a massive hole as you see they're adding defensive linemen today and then trade from with Billy Bryson because I think they realize that the, that D-line is weak and potentially the linebackers are weak so I, I hope the defense is much better I just I don't have a lot of confidence to me it's how good is Burrow how good is Mixon and how good are, is this trio of receivers because that's how far the team's going to go I, I can't help but notice you I can't help but notice you left out uh, Riley Reef there over Bobby Hart. No, he said he said we operated one position. So we added one guy. O-line is a unit, John. You know this. One player only does so much. If he's not the faulty guy, someone else will be. Yeah, but you mentioned the Chargers. Can you name like can you name four of the Chargers starters in offense line last year? No. Like in last year, no, it was bad. Exactly, exactly. Like I think, I think the difference 
between the Bengals and Chargers is bigger than people thought. The Chargers offensive line was so much worse than the Bengals offensive line. They needed to do all this stuff. I'm not saying the Bengals didn't need to invest more in the offensive line, but I think what they have now, they have five guys I think we can both feel comfortable but, that pass protection is their strength compared to run blocking. Let, let us just go on to the offensive line no, no, discussion no, no, no. then. Yeah, but let me, let yeah, me I just, we, okay, if we're going on to the offensive line, then let me piggyback on yeah, John please. for a second. And I Courtney, want to respond to, please. to John. John, isn't it then the case that really what Zach Taylor is saying is that we don't have a t- we didn't have a talent problem on the online. We had a coaching problem on the yeah. online. You just both. looked at the cue card, Hoji. It was both. It was. Yeah. Both. But I mean, look, Joe, I, I saw the YouTube highlights of the offensive line. I, I watched the film. I was in the film room seven minutes, you know, after the each big game. big fat guys. Yeah. And let me just say something. Okay. I didn't see one bad rep from in the pass protection. Except that one where they were like, they snapped the ball and they weren't ready. But it was like every single time you didn't see someone just burst through there like we used to. Yeah, the, you, the, the quarterback always had... because they're standing up against the, the Bengals defenders. You know? No. It's going to look different when you're against, against the Seattle Seahawks. No, there was like two and a half seconds. No, the Bucks, the Washingtons, and the other one, the uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. All three games, we didn't allow one sack, any of those games. I know that's just one stat, but watching it... I didn't see them fall apart on any pass protecting plays. They're coached way better. I'm a big yeah, fan of Frank. It's Pollard. a big and deal. I, was a, I hated Jim Turner. So I yeah. mean, like the, the difference there. That's the that's the Chargers O line is the Jim Turner, and they yeah. just went to at least a uh, a guy that can instantly, I think, break, keep them above water. They're not going to drown out there. Uh, even Billy Price, even, even guys that played last year. I, I was going to say even Billy Price and, and Quentin Spain last year, and, and uh, even Bobby Hart. Those guys shouldn't have been as bad as they were at times. Uh, there were times where I'm like, what? what are they doing? And it's really, it came, you, you heard behind the scenes, it really was what they're asked to be to, to do from Jim Turner. And that those things should not happen anymore. They should what be a was he, So team. what was he asking them to do? It wasn't to play football. So no, I know that there was a, a scandal with the, with, the, with the dolls. He had a doll no, collection no, no, no. in Miami. I don't know exactly what it was, but no, what, no, no, no. what is he getting them to do? What Poor is guy. it? Yeah, yeah you, he, he was a bad coach. I don't think he was, you know, doing okay. stuff. Some things I heard in terms of technique, oh, do this, do that, or yeah, yeah I heard in one game in particular, and I don't, I didn't follow up if it kept going. By the, you know, remember I'm retired, but he wasn't even down on the sidelines to help with technique and coaching. He was actually yeah. up in the booth, which is weird for an O line coach. So like there was players looking to be coached, and he wasn't there to do it. And just yeah, things I, I heard from other, you know. Well, I saw Frank Pollock on the, it was family day in the stadium and he was like yelling and pushing and like, you know, he was like, you do this, do that. He was like very, very hyper. And it was like, everybody was like, wait a second, man. This is like, they came here for the bouncy houses. They didn't come for this, you know, but he's like, it's like daddy before he's had the Snickers. Yeah. Right. He was pushing kids around, right? Well, it didn't get to that point. Because the, the fans, because of the, the, the uh, corona, they weren't allowed on the field, mm-hmm. but it would, yeah. Okay. Speaking uh, of corona, Dadio, uh, you haven't been vaccinated, man. This well, Dadio guy, he's driving me crazy. He, he, well, he, he's lost rumors, his sense of smell, and well, so now he stopped bathing. Yeah, I, I don't think you can get it if you can't smell it. But also, I, I have heard the rumors that they're going to give bigger rewards for the vaccine. So I'm waiting to get the best deal because, you you know, you always, Joe, I don't know if you know. Yeah. You want to get the best deal. And speaking of good deals, Joe, there is exciting news because our podcast is partnering with Play Action Pools. 
sportwelove.com. This season to bring interactive fun to the sport we love most and swimming. Hold on. No, no, it's no, no, no. it's uh, it's football. football. It's football. Yeah. Oh. It's like a pool, and, like a pool, like you pool your resources together, like a pool, like mm. you pick things, names out of a hat pool. Yeah. Gotcha. And so you'll be able to get in the action with a playactionpools.com football pick M, pick E-M challenge, which is open to everyone. Pick them. Oh, okay. Pick them. Yeah. Pick them. Here's how it works. Is Sign up for a literacy problem. Believe football, pick them at play action pools and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most correct each week will win a pair of electric shoes or yeah, something is wrong PC. with what you're reading, but I don't know what oh, you're reading wrong. Electric shoes, electric sunglasses. I still don't think that's right. Is that no, is, do we, no. there's no such thing. And a pair of discounted shoes. No, DC shoes. Yes. So you go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest B-L-E-A-V football pick M. And if you plan on hosting... Pick them, like what you're always doing with your nose. Pick them. They've got Survivor Mm -hmm. Pick'em as cool sports uh, book style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all the office sports pools. Okay. Joe, that is all I was trying to say there. So let us move on to Pass Rush, please. It's bad. <laughs> well, I said it could potentially be bad, right? Can it can it only be Trey Hendrickson? I well, that's, a, that's my question for you. We saw Darius Hodge. We saw even when after Osai right. went down, Hodge's the next cousin, game, right? Darius. Yeah, and and it was like the next game after Osai went down. It was they still were getting constant pressure on quarterbacks. What's going on? Does Luan Rumo actually know what he's doing? Yes. They have a new D-line coach. Maybe that helps, right? We talked about Frank oh, Pollock that's right. making these guys better. I mean, maybe having a new D-line coach that's yeah. a veteran that has actually worked with these guys or, I mean, has worked with other guys in the NFL, uh, maybe that will provide some or yield some better results. Yeah, uh, I just think, you know, it's not just losing Carl Lawson. I, I see, it, like, everyone's always like, well, they lost Carl Lawson. They replaced him with Hend- Hendrickson. They also lost Dunlap and Atkins. And I know they weren't as good the last year, but, I mean, the last three, four years, they were fine as a whole and so i think you're still missing a little bit there i still i think you're you want three good defensive ends and i'm not sure they have that i do like sam hubbard i don't want to gloss over him but i want him to be the fourth best rusher on that d-line not the second best and i I think that's indicative of how good they actually are and how deep they are if one of these ends go down they're quickly playing Khaled kareem who started off really great and hopefully he's not hurt too bad We'll see how that uh, shakes out. But DJ Reader is a nose tackle. He, he can rush the passer as a nose tackle. That's not to be confused with a guy that can rush the passer. That's not going to be confused with a guy that can actually move and, and push the pocket. He's going to be out there, but at the same time, he's he's there to eat space and, and be a big guy. And Larry Ogunjobi is brought in to replace Dino Atkins. And Ogunjobi has been spotty at best in Cleveland. And they get B.J. Hill, which actually he could play, and maybe he's going to help them inside and allow Hubbard to actually rush from the edge instead of interior. I think they're going to have to scheme up pressure. Not to be forgotten, no, Mike Hilton is a tremendous blitzer. And anytime you're scheming or adding guys to the pass rush, I mean, there's one less guy in coverage typically. So uh, they're going to have to be able to hold it up on the back end. And I'm not feeling great about the corners. It sounds like they've played well, but I don't think any of these guys are someone that can go up one-on-one and man coverage any type of athletic receiver with good ball skills. I just, I, I think it's an odd mix. I still think they've got some major holes and, and depth issues on this team. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So you're saying don't get so excited about the, about the preseason performance. I think they played well yeah. in preseason. I just yeah. don't know what it's worth. If I may, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to explain what I think what Joe is trying to say. Like back in the day, back in like the Mike Zimmer days, even the Paul Gunther days to an extent, 
you had prime Gino, you had prime Dunlap, you even had Michael Johnson for a couple of years. You had multiple guys that you would feel confident in winning one-on-one matchups in the pass rush. You would have a third and seven, and you would feel confident that Gino would be bull rushing the pocket or Dunlap would be bending around the edge, be put in the right position. You would have confidence in some of these guys playing at the height of their games to win their matchups and get to the quarterback. You have talent now on the defense line. You have more depth than last year, but it is an unknown that you don't know if these guys in Hendrickson, Hubbard, Ogunjobi, even Reader to an extent, can win those same one-on-one matchups that those guys in the past did. So while there's talent, while there's depth, there's not that upper echelon, that elite talent that you used to have, and even Carl Lawson to that extent. Carl Lawson won so many one-on-ones last year, but because no one else could finish, no one else could win their one-on-ones, there would be a lack of quarterback production. There was the there was the perception that Lawson was overrated. So I think I understand what Joe is coming from there. I do too. But there's one thing you guys aren't aren't considering. We never had linebackers other than Burfecht before this year. And this year we could have some athletic linebackers. It's a different kind of defense. You don't have the we used to invest in the defensive line, and all we had we didn't have any great corners after Leon Hall got you know old. I guess you could say, right? I mean, I get Adam Jones had a couple of good years. But, I mean, it was really our defensive line was a strength. Now we have all these athletes and uh, the linebackers. The key and, is this. And we have, no, and we have the playmaking safeties. I mean, yeah, yeah, we had Reggie Nelson. But, I mean, nothing like Jesse Bates. No. And no one as intimidating as Juan Bell. So, no. I think it's a different kind of defense. I think it's a kind of bend, but don't break. Maybe make some big plays here and there. Yes. But it's not the kind of defense that's going to be like second and points allowed per year the way we used to have. Well, let me just add to that real quickly that as a viewer last year, I ended up being far more disappointed with the offense in many of these games than with the defense. I was always pleasantly surprised. Okay. Defense doesn't matter that much. Exactly. Let us move to offense then. Let us move. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're trying to wrap up, Joe. Sorry. We got... uh, yeah, we got uh, we we we're basically by the minute. Daddy and I payments. are going extinct. When you get to be our age, you'll know. Zach to the future. Offensive creativity. So, does he have it? Does he actually offer anything, Zach Taylor? Have you seen anything, Joe, to make you think, wow, this guy has some schemes, has some ideas that are actually going to get people open? It's not just going to be Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow show. Have you seen anything preseason, previous two seasons? No, I, I mean overall, I would say no. But my, I would rephrase what I has have seen that gets me excited a little bit is their willingness to adapt other offenses and and, and steal things. The cliche is a copycat league, but it's true. And if they're willing to steal that stuff, I'll, I'll see. A, remember last year or the year before, it might have been the Rams score a touchdown in a certain way. Next thing I'll watch the Bengals run the same play two weeks later. Chiefs score one a certain way. The Bengals run the same play three weeks later. Didn't work because they got blown up on the offensive line. But those situations did happen a bunch. And I'm like, okay, they absorbed the LSU offense. They went five wide. They did all that stuff. Great. It's kind of hard to replicate it exactly unless it's your like foundational offense or your designs. I do think they're willing to go in the right direction, which is throw the ball. Um, they don't won't get sucked into running it when it's not necessary or when it, when it's not working. And I think that's how you win in this league. I, like I said, defense doesn't matter as much. I think they at least understand what works on offense in the league. I just don't know if they can replicate it to the, to the expertise level of like, and not, it's hard to compare to like an Andy Reid offense because they do stuff in preseason. And I'm like, man, their playbook is so deep that they can run this stuff in preseason. That looks qu- crazy to us, but really it's probably back page, page 45 for them and their offensive design. 
the Bengals are running generic stuff in preseason, and, well, and I wonder if that's uh, not too far from the front page. Well, I think it's Andy Reid, from what I've read, he copies not just from the league, but even from, like, high schoolers. Oh, I think yeah. it's, like, he takes from everywhere. And they say any play he's ever come across or anybody as a staff, they just throw it in there. Let, let me let me, let me me counterpoint Dr. Goodberry here and, and, and see what you think about this. Because I do think Zach is special. And I'll tell you two, two ways that I've seen it. Number one, look at the mojo on the field. Look at the way the players interact with each other and you realize that there's a vibe, there's a positivity there, that he's been able to bring a lot of different kinds of people together and they have a winning attitude and a kind of positivity despite their losing record. That's pretty incredible. They don't have that losing mentality. Number two, We've seen Zach make certain decisions that show that this man is really interested in winning. Now, he, for example, for example, he was, he's close to Jim Turner, but when the time comes, he gets rid of him. Marvin Lewis wouldn't have done that. He, he, he uses a pretty decent pick to get a kicker, which I think was a brilliant move because you have the star kicker. Marvin Lewis did both those things. Marvin Lewis did He drafted a kicker and then we cut him before we start the season and he, he fired Terrell Austin like halfway through his first season. Yeah, but they weren't tight, you know. He fired, so, so, the, so, so he, no, he, he fired Zampezi like halfway through his first season, I think. But they weren't, they, this, Jim Turner's like his no, father. Look, or something. Zach, no, like, let's be honest. Yeah. Zach hasn't shown us anything yet. But this is his chance, like Joe's saying. I want to hear Joe Goodberry. Joe already said his opinion. No, but look, to my counterpoint. He okay. was agreeing with me. He was. I saw him nodding. He was nodding. No, I think your, your point on... For them being as bad as they are, I mean, look at the record, and most organizations don't keep a guy after two seasons, but they've dealt with benching Andy Dalton and, and trying to move on from that. They dealt with Joe Burrow's injury, and you're right. The energy did stay up. They did win games at the end of the year in both years, or at least go toe-to-toe with some good teams and, and you know teams that were going to the playoffs. I think there is some value in that. I just don't know if it's more valuable than actually winning, right? Well, I think like, they I think they've sent a message. It's our guys. We want our guys in here. And I think Who's that's what you do. When you have a new regime take over. No, hold on. Oh, no, no. You have to, no, you have to eliminate all of the other, you know, people who had loyalties to the previous regime. No. Otherwise, you cannot consolidate leadership. And this, I think this, is, Zach, this is directly from uh, Mussolini's uh, memoirs. Jesus That's Christ. what he's quoting yeah. is Mussolini's memoirs. I know because he has it by his bedside. <laughs> he reads it. This man it is a fascist. To, no. It, it, it gives me peace and it helps me fall asleep. But I want to move on to season predictions. You are a super Joe, spreader. Joe has lies. got to go. He's never going to come back, guys, if we, keep, if we keep taking his time. Is it the year of the cat? Are the Bengals going to no. actually do anything, win a playoff game, anything, Joe? You said they need to win 10 games. Are they going to? Yeah, I think they are. I, think, I believe in Joe Burrow. Yeah. So I, I think Burrow will be good this year. I think he'll be great this year, actually. It may be rusty the first few weeks. Uh, but I think after that, I think it'll be the schedule's easy enough in the first few weeks. They got a little of a gift there from the NFL scheduler, whoever that may be. And yeah. if they can come out of this, even two and two, and Burrow's finally hitting his stride, Jamar Chase is hitting his stride, I do think they can. I think this is an offense that can put up 30 points a game. When you can do that, you can hang with anyone and – just got to hope the defense is opportunistic enough to to maybe steal a couple games. And that Taylor yeah. doesn't, you know, the rash of injuries. If that doesn't happen, we always say this every year, if they can stay healthy, if they just stay healthy, well, they never do. So you got to overcome that stuff. Backups are going to have to play. Players are going to have to develop. They're going to have to look like a different team than they have. And Burrow's going to have to be great. And I think he will be. I, I'll just Back. say this. You see how you see how this is what you call a, call, a callback in comedy. You see how he yeah. brought it back to Nick Foles? 
yeah. right at the end of the show. I would, I would just say this, Mr. Goodberry. I am encouraged. Like I said, it doesn't matter who was there on the offensive line. Do you remember preseason last year, the year before? We were like, oh, no, offensive line is a mess. So I know it's the preseason, but now it's just like a mentality. They, they are cohesive for the first time in years, and it's because they don't hate their coach. They don't hate their offensive line coach. Right. I, no, I'm, ser- I'm serious. I'm serious. And, no, and, you are. And, yeah. yeah, and the defense. And they have the statues, too. I mean, and the pass crazy. rush, I don't know what it is, but the, the, the defense, the pass rush, it was, it was non-existent last year. And it doesn't matter who's there. We're always kind of, I don't know if Lou is actually, you know. So I'm encouraged by the fact that we seem to have a system in place. Yes. You know, where, where players are going to contribute no matter who's in there. That is what is encouraging. We're not relying on Geno Atkins as our pass rush. We're not relying on, you know what I mean? On, uh, on you know, who is it that we used to have? We used to have like after the, in 2016, it was like we had Whitworth and we had Zeitler and nothing else for our offensive line. You know, now it's like not just about one or two players on the offensive line. So, okay. John, I think we got your season predictions before. I, I don't know if we ever actually got your number though. What, what is the number? For the Bengals. I'll go eight and nine. Okay, eight and nine. Okay. Eight and nine. All right. And uh Dad doesn't like Joe Burrow. Of course not. He, that is a headline. He's no, John, he's no Justin Fields. Cincy Jungle right. editor hates he's Joe no Burrow. he's no Reed Senate. That is a headline. Yeah. If we get Nick Foles, I'm predicting an all win season. No losses. Well, I yeah. say I say even if he's know. just backup, because he brings Nick energy. Big yeah. Nick energy. Big yeah, Nick big energy. energy. All right. Well, look, you can find Mr. Goodberry on Twitter. Doctor. You make sure you got the right one. It's the one with the blue check mark and 40,000 followers. If you just, if there's other Joe Goodberries out there. So just look up Joe Goodberry, follow him and yeah. pester him into tweeting more. And, and uh, no, I'm just joking. You know, Joe, enjoy the retirement, Joe. We're so happy for you. And even in retirement, he still chimes in with the best, you know, opinions. He just, he just like, he just rolls out of bed. The you know, zingers, or, really. Yeah. And uh, it's great. And, uh, and no one can do anything. I mean, I know that they have a team of lawyers and propagandists who are trying to counter every Joe Goodberry tweet. But that's the just deep, the way these the things work. The Deep Bengal State? What are you, yeah. I mean, like, what the are deep you referring Bengal, yeah. to here? And they, they, they can't win. He's a one-man nation, really. So, yeah, so make sure you follow Joe and, uh, and John. John has a lot of stuff to tweet, too. Okay, and then? And, uh, and, and follow then? me. Yeah, follow me. And I have then? a Twitter. Okay. And, uh, and follow, oh, yeah, the show. Make sure you subscribe okay. to the show. There's on one YouTube. person you're forgetting here. Uh, Courtney. Courtney. I, 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 yeah. I think Courtney has a Twitter. So our producer, you definitely want to follow Brinks and Believe, okay. all of these things, yeah. And uh, and make sure you subscribe. And, right. Yeah. And you uh, go leave a um, five-star review on iTunes for the number one thing is podcast. We will see you next time. So long, sweetie. Bye. Super spreader. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.